Here's the sad truth about working in the medical industry. Healthcare professionals are consistently overworked and underpaid, but it doesn't have to be like that. How do we, as medical professionals, create the life of our dreams and still impact the lives of our patients? My name is Dr. Adam Sewell, and I'm here to show you how to break free of the traditional healthcare system that has you overworked and underpaid. If you're ready to join us, visit freedomthroughprosperity.com. But for now, let's get into today's episode. One of my favorite stories uh, regarding this is one of the ladies that we actually helped. She actually was trained with us and learned aesthetics uh, and ended up escaping mainstream medicine. But the reason why she wanted to escape was that she was an RN. She was working in a a well-known hospital and she was assigned to take care of a patient who was mentally ill. This patient was very dangerous and ended up actually breaking a piece of glass in the room and actually chasing her around the hospital trying to cut her throat with a piece of glass. Security was called, but by the time they responded, she was already uh, running away and the patient was following her with this piece of glass all around the hospital. And by the time they actually finally got the patient restrained and got her back to her room and got her medicated, as you might imagine, it was a very dramatic event for that nurse. The next day she reported for work, they assigned her to the same patient, even though she'd nearly lost her life trying to take care of that patient the day before. When she uh, objected to this, the management came down and said, no, you're not allowed to object to it. Like you got to do whatever your assignment is given to you and you better do with a smile. Then no care or no regard for her life. The patient who had literally just threatened this nurse's life had been taken off restraints again and just seemed like basically they just kind of threw her to the wolves. And that's when she said, I just can't take it anymore. I'm not going to lose my life doing this and in a system that just doesn't care for me. And so she actually reached out to us and ended up training with us. And now she has her own medical spa where she does aesthetics and she doesn't have to actually do any mainstream medicine anymore. But this is what I'm talking about. You have people that are, you have nurses, doctors, nurse practitioners, uh, PAs, you name it. All these people have trained for so long and worked so hard and give themselves so much to, to help patients. And the mainstream medical system just doesn't care. The bottom line is that they are going to use you like a cog in a machine. And if there's anything that can make their life more efficient, whether it's a danger to you, whether it's a danger to your license, whether it's a danger to your health, they don't care. They're going to run you through that machine. And now is the time to stand up for yourself and say, hey, no more. I'm going to do what is best for me and my family. I'm happy to treat patients. I'm happy to help people. But I also have to survive this as well. I'm not going to consistently put myself underneath all the needs of everyone else around me. And, you know, just to give you an example, if you worked in a coal mine, it is illegal to send you into a dangerous conditions knowingly. But in healthcare, hey, it's okay. They're going to send her right back to the same patient who literally almost killed her the day before. One of the best stories of a medical entrepreneur is a lady named Kelly Hermans. Kelly Hermans is a CRNA. Those are are basically uh, nurses that do anesthesia at the highest level. They're essentially the highest trained nurses that are, uh, you know, in the medical system. And she had uh, basically was pregnant and had a child. And during this uh, childbirth, had basically had an issue where her pelvis had separated and she was unable to even walk. So she was basically in a wheelchair. As you might imagine, it's really hard for, <laughs> for somebody to do anesthesia and run around and, and do that you know, when you can't even move because your pelvis is injured. 
So what she did is she was a medical entrepreneur. She sat down and said, hey, look, I can figure this out. I need to have a different type of job. I need to have a different type of schedule. I can't do these you know, long hours in the operating room. I need to be able to have a practice that fits my life, my style. And she was able to build her own practice from there, basically from that place, because she, she didn't stop. And medical entrepreneurs, one of the most important features that they have is that they don't necessarily always know the right path. They don't necessarily always know the right answer, but they do it anyway. They do it in spite of. They, they take the risk in spite of. Maybe you don't know what journey you're on, but you, you, you're, maybe you're fearful, but you go forward in spite of. Look, when you're driving from Texas to Los Angeles, you don't necessarily know every single turn of every road on the way, right? Imagine if you're driving at night. You can only see a few feet ahead of you, but you have to have the trust and the faith to go forward on your journey and say, hey, I, I know Los Angeles is this way. I know that I'm driving. I know I can only see you know, so many feet ahead of me, but I know that if I continue along this journey that I will eventually reach my destination. And so for medical entrepreneurs, one of their key features is that they do that in spite of. And a lot of people ask me what happens as I transition away from the mainstream medical system into my own independent practice. And initially, what occurs is that people are confused by it. A lot of people don't understand why you're not taking that extra shift, why you're not taking the Friday night shift, why you're not coming in you know, on Saturday or on the weekends or whatever. But over time, they come to respect you. And you begin to transition away from the community of hospital employee or mainstream medicine employee to join the community of medical entrepreneurs. And the medical entrepreneur community is very vibrant. We support each other. We teach each other. We learn and we share information. And you begin that transition to becoming a medical entrepreneur and you end up having a different community that supports you and is part of your journey as you go forward. And so that's why we built the, the medical entrepreneur community, because it is a community of like-minded individuals who run their own medical practices, and it's a positive, uplifting community. Traditionally, what I found in mainstream medicine was that the communities were very negative. People were very judgmental of each other. They had a lot of complaints. Uh, if someone felt that someone else was doing better, they were jealous of them. The medical entrepreneur community is totally different. People are actually supportive. They realize that if they see you win, then that also teaches them how to win as well. Because we share information, we work together. We're part of the underground medical entrepreneur community. And if you want to be part of our medical entrepreneur community, then you go to medicalentrepreneur.org. And another question I get all the time is, you know, we're all busy professionals. How in the world would I have time to start my medical entrepreneur journey? And the reality is that you start part time. You start with just a few hours per week. But the thing is that you don't not have the time. And here's an example. There was a neurosurgeon I knew that basically worked for a large healthcare system. He's a very nice guy and he had a very cushy job. He worked in a kind of rural area and, and to get a neurosurgeon there was uh, somewhat difficult. So they, they paid him a very high salary. He had his own nurses, his own staff, his own office. It was very beautiful. And um, this hospital really wanted him to take more advanced neurosurgery cases and they even had a, a neuro ICU that they were building, uh, and they wanted him to, to take on these advanced, uh, like you know, stroke cases, advanced uh, you know, cerebral vascular cases. And so he started to do that. And unfortunately, one of his cases had a bad outcome, uh, primarily due to uh, an issue that occurred in the uh, post care of the patient, because uh, the the ICUs that they were building were not quite 
up to the, the level that they needed, he ended up getting blamed for that. And the same hospital that was his best friend one day ended up being his worst enemy the next day. They basically threw him under the bus. They said that he did everything wrong. The hospital was great. He was the one that was an issue. They filed complaints against him, and it was a huge deal. Uh, he ended up getting into lawsuits and these kind of things. And it goes to show you that one day you may think you're fine, but that can change literally a snap of a finger. And the thing is that you don't not have time to prepare an extra option for yourself. Because when bad things happen, you need to be ready for it. Taking the, the few hours a week to, to learn, the few hours a week to grow, the few hours a week to, to build your own thing, in the end, saves you so much time because you'll end up basically having a, a true medical business that belongs to you. You'll have control over your own destiny. And any step that you take to having more freedom and more control in your life is the right step. And a lot of people ask me, well, hey, you know, I love the idea of being a medical entrepreneur, but I don't have the money. I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't want to take on a debt. I don't want to go borrow a lot of money. You don't have to. Being an entrepreneur is all about doing business, all about thinking. It's all up here. When I first started my first practice doing dental anesthesia, I started it with about $350 worth of medical supplies. And most of the stuff that I needed, I negotiated with other doctors and other, uh, other places to get. So for example, when I first started, I was able to work with an oral surgeon and he had an office, so I didn't need an office. Uh, he had a lot of pumps and these things that I needed to do anesthesia. Uh, I was able to talk to a local pharmacy to, to get my medications. And you, know, you can negotiate with people and put together deals. It's all about your creativity. And that's one of the powers of entrepreneurs is that they, as you start to go through this journey, you become more and more creative as you start to solve more problems. And so I would tell you that money is many times what people feel is the issue, but it's not that. It's about your creativity and your willingness to make deals with other people. And what you'll find is that when you are able to, to focus on making deals with other people and using your creativity, the solutions are way better than any solution you get with a lot of money. I've built medical practices with no money many times, like for, literally from called shoestring budget, if you will. And I've built practices where I had money to invest in the practice. I will tell you the ones that I've used from shoestring where basically I make the practice pay for itself are always more efficient and better practices. The ones where if we have a lot of money to invest, many times because you have so much more money, you're not finding the most efficient solution to treat the patients. And so because of that, things are inefficient and they end up not being as successful. The concern of not having enough money is, is more of a mental block than it is actually a hindrance to doing real business. Here's an example. We train a lot of injectors uh, to do aesthetics. And one of the things that they do is many times when they first start out, they don't have a lot of money. They start out doing mobile Botox. They go to a local chiropractor and they'll rent a room in the chiropractor's office during off hours, the same way I did when I built my first pain clinic. They basically will be creative about what they need to do. And this is the best way to get started because you're not putting a lot of your resources in. You're testing the market. You're letting the market tell you what's, what they want. And then over time, as you start to get more patients, as you start to treat more people, then you can invest more, more of your own money if you want to. But let your business guide you. A lot of people are really concerned uh, when they're starting their medical entrepreneur journey and they say, well, man, I've never managed people. I've never you know, hired anyone. I don't know what it's like to have an employee or anything like this. And while it is a new skill set and it can be challenging initially to, to learn this, 
the most important thing to realize is that this is a very figure outable process. You know, if that's a word, basically you can figure this out. This is not any more complex than, than the stuff that you studied in school. The people do this all day, every day. So the thing is that when you first start out, you want to screen people significantly. I recommend people do personality testing on anyone they're considering hiring or working with. And the reason why is that many people have different types of personalities and finding that right balance of the personalities is critical to making a team work together. The other thing is that when you actually do find the right person, it is so empowering. By having the right person on your team, you have somebody else watching your back, somebody else helping you. Your workload goes down significantly. You're able to think more about your practice and what you want to do. And you start to build an environment where other people are attracted to work with you. When you're having a great time and you know you have your first employee and they're having a great time and now it's time to expand, then you start to build this great environment. You have a great team and the energy kind of feeds on itself and it starts to ramp up and makes this beautiful uh, environment where other people are will eventually come and want to work with you just because they enjoy the environment that's made there. They enjoy working with you. They enjoy working with your employees. They enjoy your patients. It's, a, it's an amazing experience. So while there is a little bit of a learning curve uh, to, to do it, having employees that are the right people, they make your life so easy and they make it, they make it worth it. I can only tell you that by having the best employees in your organizations, it makes you like having superpowers. The ability to have someone that you can delegate to is immense. To, to say somebody like, hey, here's an issue. I'm not really 100% sure, but can you figure it out? Here you go. And having somebody that, that is basically able to do that for you allows you to do so much more and allows you to really build your business. It's really a great experience. And here's a tip on hiring. One of the things that we do is we actually have a funnel that people go through. We actually make them answer questions and do a personality test. And on the personality test, it comes to a point where they have to uh, basically ask them, say, hey, you need to pay for this or you need a code to get in. And what we find is that if a person goes to that point, one of two things will happen. One, they'll either pay for it themselves and do it and we'll refund them. Uh, or two, they'll come back and they'll ask like, hey, what is the code to, to use this you know, test? Baseball cases allow us to really understand that they are somebody who's able to complete a task. Many of the people will go, they'll hit that hindrance and they just stop and they just disappear. Those are the people you want to weed out. You want to have people that you can trust where you can ask them to do something and they can they will come back to you with feedback. And those people that go through, they pay for the personality test themselves and then ask for reimbursement just based on faith. Those are the people that are keepers because those are people that want to get the job done no matter what. Those are our first uh, candidates because they, they show the hunger, they show the drive. And those are the people you want with you on your team. I hope this opened your eyes to show you that there is a path to becoming a medical entrepreneur, to escaping the mainstream healthcare system and getting to a place where you can have a practice where you can thrive and you are in control of your own destiny. Many times people are held back by fears of things that you know may or may not happen. And I hope that this episode has shown you that many of those are actually illusions held back by fears in your own mind. Realize that for every fear that you've had, there's been someone who has done this. There's been somebody who has accomplished this. And you can find the same way. Remember, use your medical entrepreneur skills. Use your ability to continue in spite of and start your journey on becoming a medical entrepreneur today. And one of your most powerful resources is to join the medical entrepreneur community because we have done it. 
We will show you how to do it. There are other people who have dealt with the same situation you have and have accomplished it and reached their goals. There's other people who've escaped an abusive mainstream medical system and now have the ability to control their schedule, to pick up their kids at school, to enjoy the life that they truly deserve without being dependent on mainstream medicine. Join us at medicalentrepreneur.org. And join us at freedomthroughprosperity.com for our free five-day challenge that will give you the building blocks you need to have your own medical entrepreneur business. Thank you for listening. As medical entrepreneurs, we have a saying, one vision, one purpose, freedom through prosperity. If you're ready to follow your destiny and break free of the mainstream medical system, Join us at freedomthroughprosperity.com. See you next week.